0: Well, first off, I'd like to welcome any of those of you who were at the Network After Work event. If you are in business and you're looking to socialize online, I will tell you the men and women who run Network After Work do a nice job. When we were able to get together in person, I enjoyed it a lot more. But I will tell you absolutely unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, you never heard that before, have you, that uh, Network After Work and being online, a lot of these uh, networking events, these are great because the are people that I would never otherwise meet. For those of you who have contacted me and want to get together, you need to do it again. Uh, I'm busy and I've been swamped lately due to Afghanistan more than anything else. We're following what's going on with the cartels in Mexico. We're following China and their threats to Taiwan. We're following things like uh, Mercedes shutting down the manufacturing of their big V8 engines other than the S-Class and a few other things, but it, here's the problem. It's it's going to get tough out there. We've got a lot of issues. doesn't mean that the whole world's falling apart, but things are kind of weird. They're kind of sideways. So, like I always say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, and for all of you who are Rodney's and Raymond's, well, it's time to get started with today's show. Let's rock and roll. The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial the home of fixed-cost investing, and Longview Forecasting, practical forecasting for the busy professional and business owner.
1: The Paul Truesdell Podcast. General business and economic observations. Individual wealth. Tips, tricks, tools, or techniques. And things that made Paul raise his eyebrows Shake his head and purse his lips while taking a deep breath. Let's get started.
0: Well, it's Thursday, August 19th, and I wanted to catch up and get caught up on uh, the podcast. Listen, I'm really sorry. Yesterday, we didn't get this thing launched at 5 o'clock in the morning. Like I always do, but I told you, yeah, we were busy. Yes! (laughs) One of the things I did uh, this evening, or should I say yesterday evening, was uh, I had an opportunity, I mentioned, to uh, be at Network After Work. And uh, people don't realize all the different things we can do here, so I'll get online. Most people, you know, they use their phone or they use their their computer, and, you know, they don't have the setup we have. And periodically I'll do stupid things like... (laughs) And I had somebody... I heard somebody... (laughs) I heard somebody say, I think somebody... (laughs) Gas. (laughs) Gas. <laughs> oh, it was great. I just love doing that. <laughs> yeah, so whoever whoever heard that, we uh we definitely uh we definitely gave you a little bit of a gas. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun screwing with people online. It is what it is what it is. So listen, talking about getting screwed over 197 years ago when I was riding a horse and we had uh, billy clubs and we had uh, slingshots, I was a cop in the city of Tampa. Good old-fashioned police officer up in the city of Milwaukee, down in the city of Tampa. And back in the uh, 70s and 80s, man, it was rough down here. I gotta tell you, for those of you who uh, worked with me and those of you who know what it was like, uh, yeah, it was really rough. Unfortunately, a lot of the guys I've worked with are dying. And to be very blunt with you, I did not re- go out longevity. I, uh, I stayed there long enough. Uh, I knew what I was always going to do in life, but I, I always say this was my master's degree in street. No if, ands, or buts about it. It was a master's degree in street. I mean, you learn the hard way to uh, do the things you got to do, and uh, you know, it's just uh, it is what it is. What it is. You can't get a you can't get a PhD and understand diddly about uh, law enforcement. You just can't do it. <laughs> You, you can't uh, you, you, you can't sit back and watch the TV show cops or um, any of those things and and, and and understand it I will say there was a show called Bosch on uh, Amazon Prime and uh, somebody said to me uh, what was it like being a cop when we watch Bosch uh, there's a lot of things in there my wife goes holy crap the stories you tell that you'd think this damn guy wrote your story but it is what it is what it is and what I would do want you to know that on two occasions I had to deal with the city and get a little frothy because I had a workers' compensation issue. So I got hurt on the job. I got hurt very, very badly. I should have gone out on disability, but uh, didn't do that. I wound up coming back, and um, it was not a big deal. I'm just that kind of guy that, uh, you know, when they say, well, your career is over, I'm the kind of guy that's going to say, yeah, no, I'm going to do whatever i got to do to get my butt back. And it just, it just is what it is. You give me a challenge, I just like a dog with a bone. But on two occasions, I had in um, and, and the career ending uh, injury, w- this was one of them. Workers compensation got sideways. I'm not going to go into the details because it's not important. But in one case, I wound up having to sue the city and join them in litigation. And uh, my attorney uh, is now, uh, he's passed away. Uh, the former state attorney for Hillsborough County, Paul Entonori. Paul was my uh, personal attorney, would handle things for me once i got down to tampa and a uh, great guy um i'm sorry that he passed away and and a lot of the people that you know we worked with oh harry lee co and he's he's gone and gosh darn it's just uh it's amazing if you want to know another guy you can get him on um, let's see now where will we find him lionel nation is on youtube and lionel i think uh i don't know if he does a podcast but lionel and i uh, were on uh, wfla years and years ago with bob laster we had a a gig going a running a gig of um, Lionel wound up becoming a uh, host on uh, radio. I did not. Um, but we. Uh, he wound up going to, I believe, WABC in New York. Might be wrong with that. Wound up getting on the television show House of Cards and wound up getting an Emmy. So great guy. Uh, interesting. Uh, lots of interesting ideas and thoughts. I've always enjoyed listening to him no matter what because we used to sit back and laugh and talk about cases and uh, it, it is what it is what it is. But I can tell you that... One of the things I learned when I was a cop, a police officer, officer of the law, peace officer. I actually like the word peace officer. As a peace officer, I learned that the city will screw you over in a heartbeat. Okay, no ifs, ands, or buts. You're doing your job, and if you just get sideways in the least bit, you're fired. Yeah, well, that's sometimes they do that, sometimes you need to be told that. And I've worked with a lot of people who, uh, yes. Should have been out the door a long long time ago but the bottom line is it's a business and once you understand that you will understand that if they can save money on you they will well i didn't do the disclaimer yet so let's get the disclaimer out of the way and i'll be right back so you got 52.6 seconds and i'll be right back get a cup of coffee let's go to Paul's extensive holdings and that of his clients, you should assume that he and his firms have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening to this podcast and using this website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form should be construed as an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell a security. Thank you. Well, I do believe truly, truly, I say unto you just about every time that that is utterly, absolutely disgusting that we have to do these disclaimers all the time. We really don't need to do it, but you know, you do it just to protect yourself. It's kind of like have you've been to Lowe's or Home Depot lately and looked at a ladder and looked at all the disclaimers on the ladder, I swear to God, my mother, sisters, and father's grave, there's probably a disclaimer that says do not sit on the top step while having one foot on a banana peel, the other on an ice cube, and looking at your iPhone while having a conversation with somebody from Pluto. I swear to God, somebody from Pluto is going to sue because that disclaimer was not on a ladder. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and one and all, if you want to make some money, become a disclaimer writer for ladders. There you go. Might be uh, something that you can uh, make some money on. Not quite sure, but people make money doing dumber things. So what do I want to talk today about? I want to talk to you today about a few things, and really just one thing. I want to talk to you about what do you do when you are hurt and you cannot work? Now, I've got folks that are clients, and they're working, and they're younger. And I've talked to them about it, and it just goes in one ear and out the other. Not quite sure what to do. So I'm going to try to convince a few of you of the importance of having your own personally owned disability insurance policy. Now, don't check out on me on this. Don't do that, okay? Don't. If you do, you're going to regret it because I'm going to give you some real hardcore facts that, well... I wish uh, that I had some loftier purpose, but uh, I'm afraid in the end it's just the money. It's just the money. So let's talk about this. You get hurt on the job. You have workers' compensation, right? Well, maybe there are laws, rules, and regulations that exempt some employers from workers' compensation. I'm not going to go into the details. Doesn't mean you got it. Number two, good example of being screwed over... I got screwed over twice. I had to sue the agency. Actually, not once, but twice. I even had a guy who was like, oh, Mr. Wonderful down in Tampa, owned a restaurant, had a big entertainment center, and I got hurt seriously on his property. I can't get into the details because I have a uh, non-disclosure agreement. Let's just say they had to pay me a lot of money. Whenever you screw me over, I always come after you. I will never not get even. I don't get mad. I always teach all of my clients, I always, don't get mad, get even in. So here's what you do. You know, you go through a thing like that. like, well, I'm covered by workers' comp. Eh, well, they're going to suspend it or they're going to do this. Oh, they lost the paperwork. Oh, you didn't get paid. You're younger and you're, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck. You haven't built it up yet. You know, in my situation, I've been to the rodeo twice. I had a spouse that was disabled. I had two kids. Holy cripe. I mean, there's money coming and go. Oh, unbelievable. And we're just going to stop your paycheck. Again, not going to get into details, but those things happen. Now, here's the thing. Well, the employer has disability insurance. Do they really have disability insurance? Always remember, never forget, if the employer pays it and they decide, well, times are a little tough, they could suspend payment. They could say, we're not paying it anymore, we're done. They could take it from a guaranteed uh, product that, you know, your employee, you get it. It could turn into one of those, well, we're going to make it part of a cafeteria plan and you might have to qualify for it. Yeah, yeehaw, yesterday I had a heart attack. I'm not going to be able to get this stuff. So there's a lot of issues that when you... Are dependent upon your employer, and that's the thing, listen, listen, listen to daddy on this. This is important, okay? <laughs> Stop being so dependent upon big brother. Big brother in the government. Big brother at the federal or the state or the local level. Oh, big brother, your employer. Take personal responsibility. It's because you can walk around the corner to the bodega and get a sandwich and get a soft drink, get yourself some potato chips and go back and watch uh, another episode of God knows what on some crap TV thing. And you're just getting larger and larger, bigger in a barn. You're not exercising. You see where we're going with this. Take some personal responsibility. So if you own your own personal disability insurance policy, they can't take it away from you unless you don't pay the damn thing. Now, disability insurance is not sold by insurance agents. Do you want to know why? It's real simple. It's complex. It's hard. <laughs> and those idiots want to go out and do the easiest thing in the world. Now, what we've done at Fixed Cost Financial, one of our subsidiary, it's not a subsidiary, a related company is called LiDi. LiDi stands for, you know, living too long, dying too soon, becoming disabled. We do it strictly from an asset protection standpoint. The major Bulk of the work that that does is for wealth transfer and asset protection planning. We have thousands and thousands of clients that we've done that for. You know, years ago when you had an estate tax, we did a lot of work. I mean, millions of dollars in premium every year for estate tax purposes. That's going to come back. The federal government, in some way, shape, or form, is going to start taxing people. You may not understand right now what it means to have the loss of the stepped up in basis, a step up in basis at debt. Huge tax. Basically, uh, we're still giving a pass to the billionaires, and one day we're going to have a trillionaire. They're still getting a big pass. I mean, it can go on for hours about charitable foundations and and uh, charitable trusts. How they're you know, there's always a way for rich people to keep their money. There always is. But for the semi-rich, the quasi-rich, the people that have got like seven hundred fifty thousand to maybe ten or twenty million dollars. You're not really all that rich. You've got some good coin, but you're the people that are going to get screwed. You always get screwed. I call it the middle-class millionaires. It's always been that way. will always be that way. So what I want you to understand is if you're not financially independent and your biggest asset is to get your behind up to work, see, I said behind rather than asset, okay, you you, 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 you ought to protect that asset. And when you have your own disability policy, that's yours. And if you quit work, you go somebody else, okay, I'm done. You're making $100,000 with some company in St. Pete. And you say, you know what? I'm sick of this. I appreciate what you've done for me, but this is just not the environment I want to work with. So you land a job in downtown Tampa and you're making a buck seventy-five. would you move from, uh, say, downtown St. Pete to downtown Tampa for a $75,000 a year raise? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Some people would say, yeah, I'll definitely do that. But here's the problem. When you work to St. Pete... They had a benefits package. You have had some issues. You're basically not really insurable because you you've you got over cancer, but you're still, nobody really wants to touch you. When you go to Tampa, um, this is just strictly contract work. You're getting paid $175,000 a year. You're not making $100,000 and you get no benefits. Now, you really would like to have more pay, but what are you going to do? So you say to yourself, uh, this sucks. Well, you know that health insurance is an issue. We're not going to get into that. But when it comes to disability insurance, now it's a real problem. Why? Because you're too lazy or stupid to get a hold of a professional person who actually understands this stuff, who's going to walk through with you when you were younger and said, yeah, you really need to have your own policy so that you have more independence. Now you get a, a person over in Disney or in Orlando, and they say, man, dude, you're good. You're a great programmer. We're going to offer you 250. Again, not unusual okay so let's see I went from making a hundred to making a buck 75 I'm going over to Disney and once again I'm a contract laborer but I have health issues you know you might wind up going back to an employer making a hell of a lot less because you need the health insurance life insurance agents you see them everywhere they're they're the name brand things it's all about life insurance life insurance life they don't sell disability insurance because it's complex and it's hard the reason is it's real simple. Not me. It's like the little family circus. Have you ever saw the cartoon Family Circus? They have a little cartoon there. Not me. The kids have done something, and the parents, who who did it? Not me. Not me did it. And it's never going to happen to you until it happens. Now, I've been around this uh, planet uh, a few times. We've gone around the sun a few times, and I can tell you there's nothing new. People are born. People get sick. People get hurt. People die. Some people fail. Some people uh, uh, do very, very well in life. And you know what? There always seems to be cows. There's always a cow somewhere. There's always somebody who is the cow that's paying for everything. Oh, Betsy's being milked. And you're going to be milked and you're going to wind up in an early grave if you don't do what needs to be done. You're fired. And when you get fired, (laughs) you get fired and you got no benefits. So what I call it, hug, I call it hug, H-U-G. You got no disability insurance. At the very least, you want to cover the cost for housing, utilities, and groceries. Housing, utilities, and groceries. Real simple. And if you have a policy at work, you got to know what it says. You would be surprised at the language, the definitions, and you go, holy crap, I didn't know that. I know of a case, for example, of a doctor. The doctor said, nah, we got it at work, we're covered, we're fine. And you ask what he's making. So he's making half a million dollars a year. Right? And he does surgeries with a surgical group. Not a big deal. That's about what he makes. But what is your base salary? Well, the base salary is, let's say, $50,000 a year. And this is a legit case. You have a, a, a tiered structure of compensation. Compensation based upon procedures and a whole bunch of other things, and then at the end of the year, the medical group has their their bonus, and so the bonus is shared equally among the partners. You have a buy-in, so you get this. You know, well, I think it was actually what was it? I think it was actually one twenty. So let me back up. The actual base pay was ten grand a month. Okay, not a big deal. You know, not not exactly going to get not going to hit it out of the park as a surgeon. So the more surgeries you did, et cetera, et cetera, the more you did, the more you made. And at the end of the year, you had a bonus. He was making a couple, you know, five big bills. Okay, five hundred thousand not not a lot of money, but it's it's that's what he's making. Here's the thing: the disability insurance policy is based upon the base salary, which is one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Guys living a lifestyle of you know four hundred thousand, banking about a hundred. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. So you got the payments, you got the wife, you got the ex-wife, you got the child support, you got the Maserati, you got the club memberships. You know, you you, you get you got to keep up appearances, right? Yeah, every damn doctor does the same thing. They all fall in the same trap. Very few live within their means in the early years until they get screwed up. Of course, they also I'll take advice from every cockamamie damn fool out there, and always trying to uh, trying to do the stupid things. Anyways, but the bottom line is you're screwed. You're going to get 50% of your salary on a buck twenty. So you got sixty thousand dollars, and then the definition of disability might be pretty liberal the first couple of years, and then much more restrictive the next few years. There you go. Now, do you want to take the time to read a thing? No. Can you take your phone, take pictures, do scanning of the policy, uh, your benefits package? Yeah, you can do that if you want. Want to do that, send it to us. We'll look it over. I mean, it's pretty damn easy. We have people on staff that can rip that thing apart quicker than you can say, "look at slickly snot, okay? And tell you if it's good, bad, or otherwise. More than likely, I can tell you, you should always have your own disability policy above and beyond to fill the gap, but also it has guaranteed purchase options in case you lose that coverage at work, then you can actually get your own policy. This stuff is not rocket science. The problem is... Mitch, there's something you're going to have to understand. Compared to you, most people have the IQ of a carrot. And when it comes to this stuff, most people have the IQ of a carrot. They don't simply get into this and understand it. When you pay the premium, if you, for example, have to make a claim, the claim will be tax-free. If the employer pays the premium, when you make a claim, then the benefit is taxable. There's a lot of things that we can get into, but for today, I want to share one last thing with you. It all comes down to how much, how soon, how long. That's it. How much do you want? How soon do you want it to be paid? How long do you want it? to be paid. Now, if you have very low debt, you're living within your means, you actually have a few assets built up. You could survive for three or six months or a year without any money coming in. We're not talking about being subsidized by the government because of COVID. I'm talking about you can survive on your own. Well, then you can have what's known as a waiting period, the length of time before it pays. The longer you wait, the lower the premium. The lower the premium, the longer you wait, that's good because you can increase the premium so that you have a bigger benefit if it really hits the fan. Don't insure against little things. Insure against the big things. I can tell you as a guy who's... <laughs> been through more deadly force events, been run over. I Again, I got a master's degree in street. Yeah, I've got the white collar job. I'm the boss. I'm the VC. I own the office building, yada, yada, yada. But I also have experience in what I call street. And let me tell you, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. So if you got a question, give us a call at 212 433 That's 212 433 Punch our extension. Somebody will pick up the phone. If they don't, they'll get back with you. We're very busy, especially on the investment advisory side of the house. That's what we do 99% of our time, and there's a lot going on. With that, thank you for your time and consideration. You don't want to hear.
1: You're fired!
0: And you're up a crick without a paddle. With that, we're out of here. Have a great day.
1: This has been the Paul Truesdale Podcast, sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. For more information about fixed-cost financial and long view forecasting, visit the website for the conglomerate of Truesdale Companies at truesdale.net, or call the corporate offices for the Truesdale Companies at 212-433-2525, that's 212-433-2525. All rights reserved. Woo! Woo! Woo!
0: Well, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, one and all. For those of you who are new to the podcast, every once in a while we'll drop a song in. We do that as our DJ thing again. Just every once in a while we'll do it. This is called "Walking Around." It's one of the songs we require, got the rights to. Want to drop it to you and see what it, uh, see if you like it. When it's done, podcast will end. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Try
1: to it alive on this side for a better confirmation.